and welcome to the Healthcare Real Estate Advisor Podcast. I'm Andrew Dick, an attorney with Hall Render, the largest healthcare-focused law firm in the country. Please remember the views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants only and do not constitute legal advice. Today we will be talking with Colin Carr. He is the CEO and founder of Carr Healthcare Realty. Carr Healthcare Realty is one of the largest brokerage firms dedicated to representing healthcare providers when leasing space or buying uh, buildings for their business. Colin, before we jump into your business, talk a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, how you ended up where you're at today. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I appreciate having the chance to talk with you and uh, excited to share. Uh, I grew up in northern Michigan, uh, upper, lower peninsula, a, a little t- resort town called Charlevoix. It's in the Traverse City area. And uh, lived there till I was 18. I moved to East Lansing uh, when I was 18. And I jumped into the workforce right away. I was considering going to Michigan State or um, another university, and uh, I got fascinated with business. Uh, specifically, I got fascinated with real estate, and I jumped right in. So uh, I started managing apartment complexes when I was 19 years old, and uh, met a gentleman that owned about 13 different complexes in the greater Lansing area, and started working for him and just apprenticing with him, uh, and was fascinated with real estate. So I worked for him for uh, just under two years, and then uh, moved to Colorado when I was 20, and picked up managing apartments again in Colorado. I got another uh, individual investor that I started doing a bunch of work for. Did that for several years, and then I got my brokerage license when I was 23, and that's what got me into actually brokering uh, commercial transactions. And so, were you out on your own, or were you at a national firm at that point? So, I started a boutique firm when I first got my license, and the the firm that I worked with was just basically uh, two other people, and their focus was exclusively retail. And it was for large national retailers, Wendy's, Walmart, Blockbuster, you know, large, large notable retail tenants. Worked for him for a couple of years, got a great experience, great opportunity to understand the, the market, uh, but I had a desire uh, soon into commercial real estate to also work on office and industrial transactions. And so I made a switch at that point to a large national firm that had an office and industrial focus. Okay. And so you work at the national firm for a while. What type of transactions are you working on there? Office, industrial, representing landlords and tenants? Yep. So uh, I was uh, at, at the first shop, I was, it was almost exclusively retail uh landlord and tenant side. Uh, During that time, I also started uh, just getting really proactive with cold calling. I mean, as a young broker, there's, you can wait for the business to come in. You can put your sign in front of a building and and wait for the phone to ring, or you can go out there and try to find deals. And so I got, I got proactive uh, early on and and I, I literally started cold calling every day and uh, I got, I got excited about doing office and industrial transactions. And so when I switched to the large firm, uh, I had a focus on industrial primarily and uh, that expanded into uh, office. That eventually expanded into medical office as well. Uh, I got a taste of some uh, some land, some uh, investment realty as well, and and I had I had uh, within a couple of years I had pretty good exposure within a fairly broad segment of real estate. So when we talked before, Colin, you told me a scenario where when you're at the larger firm, you're working with landlords and uh, negotiating, for example, with uh, I think it was a plastic surgeon, and you quickly learned that. Uh, when tenants aren't represented, specifically physicians or other healthcare providers, they tend to get taken advantage of. Talk a little bit about that scenario. Absolutely. So when you first get involved in commercial real estate, at least at least for me, if if a deal moved, I would chase it. I would go after anything I possibly could, and so I was going after any aspect of commercial real estate. 
uh, after you know about five or six years, I settled into where I was more focused on on my business model, and I got more focused on healthcare. And at the time, I was doing a lot of landlord work for uh, owners of, of medical office buildings, also several REITs as well, uh, several national REITs that own medical office buildings. But I was also doing a lot of tenant buyer work as well. And I found myself in a, a considerable number of transactions where uh, I was working for the landlord and the tenant did not have any representation. And I, I, I found out real quickly how exposed those tenants were. Uh, I also had times where I was the agent of the tenant and they wanted to go look at properties where I also represented the landlord and I found myself involved in a conflict of interest in a number of transactions and uh, to your point I had one transaction specifically where I was working for it was one of the largest medical REITs in the country and they had uh, two really nice office buildings in uh, one of Denver's you know top suburbs and we were approaching a renewal for a plastic surgeon. The last couple of deals we had done in the building around the $24 per square foot range, and the asset manager out of Scottsdale asked me if the plastic surgeon had a broker. My response was no. He asked me if he knew the market. My response was no. And then he asked me, do you think the tenant's willing to move? And my response was no. And his response was, let's go back to $29 a square foot. And you know, my thought was that seems like a pretty steep increase. I, I, I get the idea of making the most of every opportunity, but I, my, my thoughts were that was a little, a little over the top. And so my next questions were, you know, are we gonna give him any free rent? No, did he ask for any? No, then the answer is no. Are we gonna give him a tenant improvement allowance? Did he ask for it? No, okay, the answer is no. And so I was looking at the transaction we had done a few weeks ago with an ENT who was represented at $24 a square foot with the $40 per square foot tenant improvement allowance with several months of free rents. And then I looked at this transaction where the plastic surgeon had no representation and it was a proposed lease rate of 29 a square foot with no TI, no free rents. And there was other concepts there as far as not resetting the base year and other aspects where the, the, the deal is gonna be extremely unfavorable for that tenant. And when I pushed back against the asset manager a little bit, again, I, I was working for him, but it, it just still felt a little egregious. Uh, his response was, get it done. And he just hung up the phone. And I, I just had a wake up moment there where I realized, look, uh, it's great to make as much money as you possibly can in a transaction, but uh, it would be a lot more fair if that if that tenant had representation that could protect them. And it, and it would hopefully at that point be a more fairly negotiated opportunity for both sides. So I had a couple transactions similar to that where I realized that uh, the tenants were were substantially exposed and they were very intelligent people. They were good clinically, they were good medically. Uh, I think that mo most of them, their intentions were good, but they were, they were outmatched very quickly going up against large sophisticated landlords and listing brokers that knew what they're doing and they didn't have a clue what they're doing. So. Yeah, long story short, <laughs> over a couple month period of time, I watched a handful of uh, tenants get get taken advantage of, in my personal opinion, or, or or let me say this, negotiate very unfavorable terms, or or just get stuck with the terms because they didn't know how to negotiate. And I made a decision at that time uh, to create a business model that was focused exclusively on representing tenants and buyers in the healthcare space. And we launched that in February of two thousand nine. Which is pretty unique. I mean, that, that model is uh, unlike some of the other national firms that are chasing the landlords, the, the REITs. Um, so you, you recognize that one, you wanted to only be on the tenant side or the buyer side and focus on healthcare. Um, there's also something else you and I have talked about, or which is 
the fact that your team is willing to uh, work really hard for physicians and dentists and veterinarians who who maybe aren't going to lease 10,000 square feet. They're going to do smaller deals, but that's really kind of in your sweet spot, right, Colin? It is. Yeah. I mean, again, a lot of commercial brokers want to chase big listings, or if they are on the tenor buyer side, they want the larger deals. And that's just a focus in a, in a specific style of doing business. Our model was if it's healthcare, we want to do it. And the, the vast majority of healthcare transactions that happen are in the several thousand square foot range. It's, you know, we'll go down to a 1500 square foot chiropractor or endodontist. Uh, but our sweet spot is the two to 5,000 square foot range. Out of that comes a lot of additional transactions and we're doing large deals. We do, we do 20, 40, 50,000 square foot deals on a regular basis now. Uh, but we treat the 2,000 square foot tenant the same way that, that most brokers would treat a, treat a 40,000 square foot tenant. And because of that, uh, that's opened up a lot of opportunities for us. So at what point did you decide to go out on your own? When was that? When did you form Car Healthcare Realty? So. Over, over a handful of months, I realized that the tenants and buyers in healthcare were not getting the focus and attention they deserved. And again, there was a large focus on the landlord side of healthcare. There was a large focus on the large institutional or large group practices, uh, but there was virtually no focus whatsoever on the smaller individual users. And so over about a six month period of time, I put together a business model. Uh, I approached the group that I was working with at the time. Uh, laid out what I believed was a, a viable business model, and uh, their response was uh, they didn't think it had the same merit that I did, and they recommended that I go start my own company. So I I did just that, and that was February 2009. Uh, within a couple months, we added our first person. Within a couple months after that, we added our next person, and we grew to a handful of brokers in Colorado. Uh, we did that for the first five years, just just kept uh, just building our platform, uh, getting more comfortable with the transactions, getting more experience, figuring out better ways to help our clients. And then after about five years of uh, doing hundreds of transactions throughout Colorado, uh, we decided to expand outside of Colorado and go national. And so today, about how many brokers or agents do you have and how many offices? So we are, we are licensed in just under 40 states now, and we have uh, agents and brokers in about 35 of them. And so we have uh, uh, just under 100 people total right now, uh, coast to coast. And what type of clients are you working with? So we've talked about physicians, dentists, I mean, but there's a long list of healthcare providers, right, that you're working with. Absolutely. So uh, we, do, we do dental, medical, veterinary, uh, optometry, vision, uh, physical therapy, chiropractic. Uh, we also do a lot of senior housing as well. And so really anything that's healthcare related. I mean, we'll do fitness facilities, we'll do uh, health and wellness centers, med spas, but our, our, our bread and butter are the, the medical, dental, veterinary, vision concepts. And uh, if it's health or wellness related though, we're happy to help and uh, like having those opportunities. So so Colin, when we've talked before, you said, look, we're, we're typically representing um, buyers and tenants. What happens if one of your clients says, I've got a building, Colin, I want to sell, will you, will you list the property? Absolutely. Do- yeah, it, it happens a lot because we, we, we specialize in finding facilities that uh, meet our clients' needs and uh, sometimes those are individual buildings, other times those are multi-tenant or investment properties that our clients uh, purchase. So. Uh, we help our clients buy buildings. Oftentimes, we'll help them. Uh, we'll bring other tenants to the building as well, too. But uh, we don't do any landlord or seller work. So if a client has a vacant space and they want it leased, 
uh, we'll refer a listing broker to them. If they have a building they want to sell, we'll refer a, a broker to sell the property. And the idea there is, yes, we're passing on some fees, but uh, the importance of that is that we're staying we're staying focused and staying true to our 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 core our core values, which are no conflicts of interest. So. Uh, we refer a listing broker who comes in and sells the property or sells the asset or finds a tenant for the space. Talk about, um, for, for maybe healthcare providers that aren't in the real estate world like we are, who, who's typically going to pay your fee? So commercial real estate uh, is very similar to residential real estate in that the landlord or seller is paying the commission. Uh, landlords and sellers set aside a portion of the commission both for their agent on the listing side but also on the tenant or buyer side to attract quality tenants and so just like if you're buying a house the seller of the house typically has a commission set aside for the buyer's agent it's the same in commercial real estate okay talk a little bit about um, the growth of the company how do you explain it I mean it's pretty remarkable within a short period of time that you have offices uh, across the country uh, you have nearly 100 employees. Uh, what do you think's been the secret sauce there? Uh, there's a couple of things. One, just our business model. Our, our business model is predicated upon, uh, you know, we, we help people that help people. Our, our focus is trying to help healthcare providers and physicians to uh, find the best locations and negotiate terms and economics that are that are equitable and fair to them. You know, we're not interested in, in trying to take out landlords or, you know, it's, it's not adversarial against landlords. It's just trying to protect the doctors. Uh, unfortunately, you know, commercial real estate, it's, it's a market lease rate is the most that someone's willing to pay. And so when it comes to a healthcare provider that's not educated in the commercial real estate market, that's probably, uh, that's probably not prone to or, or would not welcome the conflict and confrontation that's inherent in a high dollar negotiation, they typically get uh, taken advantage of and get folded in a negotiation very easily. And so our business model is predicated on protecting them, helping them find the best locations, helping them understand the market, helping them understand how the process works, and then ultimately uh, saving them a, a, a substantial amount of time and money, and then also providing them uh, a very tangible peace of mind knowing they didn't get taken advantage of, knowing they didn't miss a good opportunity in the market and that their location is where they're supposed to be. And so that that model or that idea resonates with a lot of people that have joined us uh, feeling that, that they're actually having an impact and an influence on the clients that they're working with. So uh, I would say just the, the overall model, uh, our, our overall business plan of helping healthcare providers uh, maximize their profitability through real estate, that's exciting. But I think most importantly as far as how, the, how we've had the growth is, is, is from our culture. Uh, how we treat our how we treat our staff and our employees, how we treat our brokers, uh, what our focus is. Uh, we've created an environment and a culture that is uh, very very healthy. Uh, it's counterintuitive from how a lot of companies run, and it's a it's a breath of fresh air for the majority of the people that are here. Talk about that briefly. You said that uh, your your brokers and agents only work certain hours, and you try to preserve the time with family and friends. Um, Talk just a little bit about that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we we have a set of core values that are very important to us that we don't we don't stray from whatsoever, and it, it starts with just a, an atmosphere of integrity and uh, just creating creating an atmosphere uh, in our culture where you know, people know who people are. Uh, you don't have a, a work. You know, you don't have a work person and then a family person 
and then uh, a friend person. It's the same people everywhere you go. So, uh, you know, people operate with integrity. People operate uh, with the spirit of excellence. Uh, you know, we're we're not trying to push people to get out of balance with lifestyle with family. We're all about working hard, but we have a very specific life work balance. And we encourage our team and our staff. You know, don't don't work the don't work the evenings, don't work the weekends. Work it hard during the day, uh, but you got to preserve that time with your family. And so, certainly, there's times when you get pushed to go back and do some extra hours here and there. But uh, overall, you know, we encourage our team to to rest, to take vacations, to enjoy the time. And you know, we work really hard. But just like a professional athlete, I mean, they work really hard when they work. But you have to rest. You can't you can't lift weights seven days a week. You can't. You know, you can't play. You can't play a season that lasts the entire year. You've got to. You've got to work hard when you work hard, and then you've got to rest intentionally. And the more rested you are, the harder you come back and work. And so, uh, we protect our. We protect our team's time. Uh, we 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 don't have a lot of bureaucracy and red tape like a lot of large companies do. And there's a spirit of integrity, uh, and there's a culture where people trust the people that are here. They trust the people uh, that are making decisions. That they're. Trying to trying to build a company in an environment that's as healthy as possible, and we're also not building something because we have to, uh, you know, pay out shareholders or we have to meet, you know, Wall Street demands, and we're also not building something so we can sell it real quickly. And that's there's a lot of companies right now that have a good idea or they have a good product or service, uh, but in the spirit of trying to build something quickly to sell it or uh, trying to satisfy outside investors or Wall Street. Uh, they 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 don't put their people first. They put the profits first, and so uh, we we run a company that's very intentional with a very intentional culture, and uh, you know certainly not going to be a fit for everyone, but it's been attractive to a lot of people that are with us. We'll talk a little bit about the typical um, agent or broker profile um, when we've when we've uh, talked before. It's not as if some of these folks are bouncing from a, a national brokerage firm to car. That may happen. But these folks are often, this is their, their first uh, foray into real estate. Talk about that. Absolutely. So our, our model is unique. Uh, I'd never seen anyone, anyone doing what we're doing right now. We're the, we're the only commercial real estate firm that has a national presence that has a focus of tenants and buyers only in the healthcare space. So you know, with that unique idea also came a unique approach to how we would build a team. And there's, <clears throat> there's great brokers at a lot of different firms. Uh, we decided to take a different route, which was not trying to find brokers and convince them to leave one firm and come to our firm. Uh, our model instead was let's find people that have been very successful in other areas of business or other areas of life, and then let's teach them a very specific way of doing commercial real estate, and then let's have them let's show them how to be focused in healthcare. And so. Uh, we have intentionally, I mean, we have a handful of people that used to be with commercial real estate firms that you probably count them all on one hand, uh, but 95% of the people that are here have been successful in other areas. I mean, we have, we have, uh, we have former CPAs, former teachers, former attorneys. Uh, we have, uh, we have people that have been in other sales roles, other advisor or service roles. We have a handful of people that have owned companies. And we've had people that have owned uh, technology companies, healthcare-related companies, uh, construction companies. We found people that have been successful in other areas of life that are good people, that have a tremendous work ethic, that are very intelligent, that are very savvy and street smart. And then we've given them the platform of how to be really good at commercial real estate and how to be really good at healthcare. And then we've built a platform where we have several people on staff that all they do is train and support and advise. 
and that's incredibly unique. I don't know of any commercial real estate firm in the country that has several people on staff full time that all they do is answer questions. And so even if someone, if we open a new market, uh, no matter what market we're in or how long that person's been with us, they're partnered with a, with a senior broker or a managing broker that's overseeing every transaction that's involved in every aspect of the deal who's been involved in hundreds and hundreds of healthcare transactions. And so we have a platform and a training, a training system that's, uh, that's unprecedented that I've never seen in any form of commercial real estate. So it's interesting when we've talked before, you said um, one of the reasons you like starting with someone who hasn't worked in the commercial real estate industry is because it's a clean slate. Absolutely. You can train them you know, with, with your values and with, with your best practices. Talk just, just a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, uh, as in any industry, there's really good and there's bad examples. There's, there's great attorneys and there's bad attorneys. There's, there's really good real estate brokers and there's really bad real estate brokers. Uh, there's, there's, you know, real estate's no exception to that. So uh, we, just, we had a desire not to have to undo habits, whether they're good habits or bad habits. But the reality is the vast majority of commercial real estate brokers are, are landlord or seller focused. I mean, it, uh, I've seen stats that are as low as less than 1% of commercial real estate brokers only do the tenant or buyer side exclusively. I mean, that's, that's extremely niche. So, and then, and then to go inside that even further and say, I'm only going to be on the healthcare side of that as well. So only tenant and buyers is, is already a niche and then getting inside just the healthcare. I mean, that's, that's pretty rare. So, uh, we just had the desire to, to start from scratch and not have to undo the, the landlord approach or the seller approach. And again, I mean, we respect landlords, we respect sellers, but we're not, we're not looking for the next listing. We're not using the tenant as a chance to uh, set up a lunch with the landlord as soon as that deal is done and ask them if they're happy with their broker or if they have any other assets that we could list or that we could manage or that we could sell. So our focus is helping our clients get the best terms possible, protecting them. And uh, there's, there's some conflict that's inherent with the high dollar negotiation. Uh, if your focus as a broker is I want the landlord to like me so that in the future I have a shot at listing their property or their portfolio, you're probably not gonna get your, t- your tenant the best terms possible. You're probably gonna go a little softer or you're gonna compromise the negotiation. So our, our model is, is, is built on respect, it's built on trust, it's built on being uh, an expert, uh, but our focus is helping our clients and protecting them. So uh, not having to retrain that with the broker or have them fall back on you know, going and getting listings, we just want a clean slate to paint from, and uh, it's worked really well for us. So, Colin, now that you're the CEO of a, a pretty large operation, um, how has your role changed? I mean, not too long ago, you were out chasing deals yourself. You may still do that from time to time, but how's your role changed? What Absolutely. are you doing with your time? So, first of all, uh, people ask me all the time, uh, are you glad not to be doing deals? And my answer is no. I, I, I love doing deals. I've done over a thousand transactions personally, closed transactions, which means I've been involved in literally several thousand negotiations. Uh, I love doing deals. I love working for clients. Uh, I, I, I never got tired of it. And I think that's, that's a testament to why we've been successful as well as uh, us going national or, us, or, or me personally having a shift in my, in my day-to-day wasn't because we were burned out or because you know we we're looking for the next thing. It was because we love what we did and we love what we do. So um, I still help with transactions. I I, mean, I talk to uh, I talk to brokers all the time. I'm I'm touching dozens of deals all the time with with our team. But the majority of my time is spent uh, is, is spent training is spent training our brokers and training our team and in growing our brand. Um, I work with a lot of large groups. 
uh, on a national basis. I, I, I do a lot of marketing. I do a lot of uh, you know brand identification, um, and that I've I've gotten uh, a very healthy uh, education in in all the aspects of a company that you would expect if you're if you're growing national. So. Um Looking forward, uh, what type of service lines or um, industries are you looking at to grow or exploring right now? So, uh, first and foremost, we're going to stay true to the healthcare tenant buyer only. I mean, we're we're now in you know we've got brokers in thirty five states. Uh, we're we're just in our infancy, believe it or not. I mean, uh, we can take that wider and deeper and continue to keep on uh, getting better and more proficient in that area. So. Uh, healthcare tenant buyer rep is going to remain our focus, and we are going to keep growing that the best we possibly can. Uh, we are doing a lot of senior housing work right now, and so we're going to create a separate division that is just dedicated to the senior housing uh, vertical. Uh, there's a lot of specialization inside that as well with with memory care, with skilled nursing facilities, and there's just there's a lot of things in there that are very specific that uh, go beyond the type of transactions that we do for a physician or for a dentist, and so that's that's going to be a separate division for us. Uh, and then we also are creating another division that is going to be similar to the tenant and buyer and healthcare, but it'll be tenant and buyer and commercial. So it'll be the same focus of, you know, a lot of smaller spaces, 2,000, 5,000, 8,000 square foot spaces uh, for, for corporations, for commercial professionals, CPAs, attorneys, financial advisors, architects, engineers, and we're already doing a lot of those transactions. Uh, we, we go and we represent a dentist, and you know she'll say, well, my husband owns an engineering firm. Would you help him with his office? Or we go and do a veterinarian deal, and they say, uh, you know, my my wife's an architect. Can you help her with her office? And so we're doing a lot of those transactions right now for the same reason, which is, uh, you know, people appreciate the idea of having someone protect their interests, be on their side, and they realize there's a lot on the line with a commercial real estate negotiation. And they, when they when they recognize that someone's out there that would specialize just on their side of the transaction and help protect them, that's that's very desirable for them. So, last question: Looking forward, where do you see the company in five years? Are you going to be two hundred agents and brokers, three hundred? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I I think uh, I mean we're you know we're almost uh, north of a hundred right now and will be very soon. Um, we're very intentional with how we're growing it. We're not just trying to add people. If we wanted to add people, we could literally be at 500 right now. I mean, we're, we're trying to manage the growth. We're trying to find the right people. Uh, we want people that want to be here for 20 years. And so we're, we're very intentional with how we hire, with how we train. Uh, but yeah, the, the short answer is I think we'll probably have, you know, 250, 300 agents. I think we'll have, you know, three or four divisions that we're focused on. And uh, again, just the, the commitment and desire to help protect our clients, help them maximize every transaction, help save them dozens of hours of their valuable time. Uh, it's, we're, we're not growing just to grow. Like I, this is, uh, I, I've said this for a long time. You know, people say, you know, are you growing this to sell it? Are you, you know, what's the next step? I, I'm, I'm doing this because I love what I'm doing and I believe in what I'm doing. And you could put a tremendously large check in my account tomorrow and it wouldn't change what I'm doing. It wouldn't change the house I live in. It wouldn't change the car I drive. Uh, it wouldn't change the amount of vacation I take. I've got a very good balance in my life. And uh, I'm doing this because I, I believe it's what I'm supposed to do. And I believe that I have... Uh, the most impact and influence that I can possibly have in the in the area and the land that I'm running in. So, uh, just keep you keep doing the best we possibly can to help our clients and and add value. And when we do that, there's a lot of fulfillment uh, and satisfaction that comes from it. 
Great. Colin, thanks for, for joining us today on the podcast. Where can folks learn more about you and your company? Absolutely. So our website is car.us, so C-A-R-R.us. And from there, you have a chance to jump into whether it's senior housing, healthcare, or commercial. You can jump into your specific vertical. Uh, but that's a great place to learn about us. And it's got links to all of our social sites. We've got dozens of videos. Uh, we have a, a, a tremendous FAQ section, uh, a lot of glossary stuff. So if someone's interested in finding out more about us, they can learn from there. Uh, and then uh, we're, we're big on just putting your money where your mouth is. Uh, again, uh, a lot of commercial real estate brokers, a lot of residential brokers will go out there and work hard to get a listing and put a sign in front and uh, the phone then rings from there. Uh, we hang every we hang our hat on every transaction that we do. So uh, we pride ourselves on taking tremendous care of our clients and then that's how we grow our business. So I mean we have literally we, we have hundreds of testimonials on our website uh, from you know from a thousand square feet up to fifty thousand square foot tenants, uh, from you know individual location groups to have uh, or from from individual locations to groups that have you know literally a hundred locations and uh, we can provide you know hundreds or even thousands of references and testimonials from people that we've worked with recently. So uh, our website's a great place to get more information. Great. Thanks to our audience for listening to the podcast. On your Apple or Android device, please subscribe to the podcast and leave feedback for us. We also publish a newsletter called the Healthcare Real Estate Advisor. To be added to the list, please email me at adick at allrender.com.